Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K-Bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. Ooh, I love that intro. I love that intro. And that means it is mano a mano live. With the one and only, my brother, K.O. Kenny. Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) Great introduction, brother. That's funny as hell. And the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Maestro. We here for Mano a Mano live. And look, I'm going to bring some sunshine to people's rainy days, Kenny, because guess what? This upcoming weekend, I don't think it's disputable. I think it's the biggest boxing weekend of the year. Yeah. I, I, I don't say that lightly. Uh so much shit happening, bro. It's nonstop action, brother, from the start of the of the of the day all the way to the end of it. It's gonna be nonstop boxing for all of the boxing lovers. So let 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 let's do this. Let's do this. Let let's ding the bell for that to start it off because it is going to be the biggest week of boxing. Uh I want to give a big shout out to Haplo Type. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to JC, mi hermano, JC. Okay, el jefe, el patron, el OG himself, Nando Llamas. All right, Nando's not just a sub, Nando is a member. All right, Tony Boswell as well. We got another one up in here. Tony Boswell, he's not just a sub, he's a member. Thank you so much, Tony. Yeah, absolutely. Hit that like button, everybody. All right, let's get the likes up. Let's bring people to the party. All right? If you Join this energy. It doesn't matter if you just woke up. Join us with this energy. Join it up. Join it up. Because the, because the, 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 the females and the she-males and the betters, they're usually out there at the brunches. All right? But if you out here with us right now, this is your brunch. All right? This is your brunch. So get your coffee, maestro style. Okay, get your ca- cafecito, Kenny style. All right, because you're gonna join us over here to talk boxing. All right, and, and look, we're gonna get into the biggest fight weekend of the year in a moment because we got a lot of fights taking place. We've got the return of the bronze bomber himself, Deontay Wilder. He's gonna be here in our neck of the woods. Okay, not not uptown New York City where we are, but downtown Brooklyn at the Barclays. He's going to be taking on Robert Hellenius. The undercard of that also has Caleb Plant, all right, who's going to be taking on Andre uh, Durrell. All right, that's going to be very, very interesting, I think. You also have... That's not going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Give the the brother some hope. All right, uh, we we also got... uh, he got me off track there. We also got, uh, oh, Devin Haney, George Cambosis Jr. We're going to get into that. Number number two. We've also got the rescheduled female fight of the year, Shields Marshall, and also Baumgartner Mayer. That's going to be a big one. 
it's all happening and there's going to be more happening. But before we get into this, let, let's talk about a couple of the things that went down this past week, Kenny. All right. We were back and forth, you know, texting, talking, et cetera, about the whole Chris Eubank Jr. fight cancellation. All right. The fight got canceled. Right. Uh, Connor Ben got popped. All right. Um, you know, and, and we missed out on that. I, w- I was actually starting to really look forward to that fight. Uh, so let's start with that one before we get to the uh, Fundura uh, Ocampo card on Showtime last night, Kenny. Give me your thoughts, KT, on the cancellation of Eubank Jr. versus Connor Ben. Look, man, I've seen some very, very hilarious memes, bro, <laughs> comparing the Connors, you know, Connor Ben and Connor McGregor, these pocket-sized swole niggas, you know, it's funny as hell. <laughs> but, nah, bro, I, I, look, I think it's a big mess up in the sport of boxing. Apparently, a lot of people get by in the sport of boxing with using, uh, uh, you know, growth hormones, growth drugs, uh, you know, cheating, scandalous shit. So, I uh, one you got to give a slap on the wrist of the sport of boxing and the and and the doping agencies because they apparently aren't doing their job properly. Two, you got to put kind of Ben's camp in a chokehold, bro. What the hell was you thinking? The guy's career was on such a hell of a trajectory. The guy was headed to not that he was going to be a superstar boxer that you know has a hell of a championship career i'm talking about his financial gains his viewership his star power was on the rise drastically and now it's like it'll probably still rise but you know the the chart was all just headed up and right now the chart took a big ass dip the chart chart took a huge dip because it's like what was he thinking he he was taking I don't even know the name of the drug some uh, female reproductive uh, drug which is supposed to raise the levels of testosterone in a man. It's like okay, cool. It'll make you stronger. It'll make you more aggressive. It'll make you lift more pounds. It'll make you. It won't make you think better in the ring, but it'll increase oh, everything. It, it'll yeah, it'll increase every single thing that I said. You know, so it's like the guy is clearly trying to cheat with the bigger man. Uh, you being Eubank Jr., which doesn't make sense, and now all of his. But all of his big wins are tarnished. They all got a little question mark next to them now. Every single guy who's ever fought Conor Ben is now thinking, was that mother, was he cheating? Was he cheating? Was he, was he taking drugs when we fought? No wonder he punched me and I felt like my head was going to pop off. You know, like, uh, I forgot uh, who was saying that. I think it was Van Heerd. And he was like, I've never been dropped in my career. I've never been dropped in my career. I've never even been buzzed in my career. And all of a sudden, you got this guy. He didn't say that smaller than most people, but in my head, that's what I was interpreting. He was like, you got this guy who's smaller than most people that I fought. And he just hits me with a punch, and it's like, I'm out of it. I can't, I'm buzzed. I can't stand on my legs. Bro, He did. I think he tarnished his career. I think that now he should start getting drug tested before every fight, after every fight, like regularly, just so he could put himself back on that trajectory and get people to start believing in him again. And you know what's crazy? It's crazy that Eubank was potentially still going to win that fight. You know, like it, it, it was going to be very hard for Conor Ben to win that fight because he is so much smaller. And, and, and Eubank just, he got the reach. He got the power. He's going to stay the hell out of danger because he, uh, Eubank got a good gas tank. Eubank does not have a bad gas tank. 
I just think he's goofy with the way he throws punches. That does not mean that he's a bad boxer. It is what it is. I think he destroyed his chances, with, uh, destroyed part of his career, destroyed his traje- trajectory. Will he grow and be a great uh, champion and make the money that he was supposed to make in the future? Probably. But still, it's going to take a couple of more years as opposed to right now immediately. Like, he could have been talking about, yo, uh, because I don't think Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford are going to be in this division forever. I think they're going to fight, and both of them are going to be looking to move up and drop the belts and all that other good stuff. So the belts are going to be open for, like, Javon, Virgil, Connor, you know, Butayev, Stanionis, and all these other guys, you know. So those fights are going to happen. I think that he's going to potentially have to wait a little bit for those fights now. I, I, one, there's going to be a whole lot of second guessing himself, and people aren't going to want to fight his ass. They're going to be like, he's a drug sheet. Yeah, look, Kenny, I, I don't disagree with a lot of what you said. Uh, in fact, I'm going to double down on a lot of what you said. Uh, but before I do that, I want to get to a couple comments. Um, yes, I, I think that they were right on point. All right. Uh, Tony Boswell says, not only did Ben Targis his father's name, I think he did, but he put a huge stain on his legacy, in my opinion. That's Tony Boswell. Facts, Facts Tony. Haplotype says, Ben will never be looked at the same. People were saying it when he dropped out of the clean boxing program, and now we know. Uh, these are all facts. The fact is, he lost his WBC ranking. Uh, when he dropped out of the uh, Vada Clean Testing program run by the WBC. And he had a lot of support in England. It remains to be seen where that support goes. If it remains the same, um, I doubt it increases because he doesn't look good in this situation at all. And look, going back, I'm going to return to what I had said previously on one of my punchlines. I said that, This was a swerve, a calculated swerve of the top dogs at 147. The Butaevs, the Staniosis. A lot of people would have even thrown in a David Avenician in that. But definitely the Boots Innes and Virgil Ortiz's of the world. Uh, We're not going to take those guys on. We're going to go up in weight. We're going to weight train a guy that doesn't always throw the most amount of punches. And we're going to try to outwork him, uh, a weakened version of him. And we're going to try to get a, a win in a big money fight outside of the division. Well, it didn't really work out that way because like you said, Kenny, he uh, tested positive for a female fertility drug called clomiphene that raises testosterone levels in males who take it. No explanation has been given. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I called somebody and I, you know, kind of uh, facetiously said, well, he, he might say, listen, I was with my wife, you know, it was the first day of her period cycle and she was on the shit. And, you know, some of it got on me and the the blood came, you know, the, the, the drug got into my sis, system that way. I mean, other than that, I can't think of a reason that it would that would have been in his system. That, and that was me being creative in terms of coming up with, a, with an answer. Um, the funny thing is to me, Kenny, this whole promotion... And not only that, but the way it was handled by Chris Eubank Jr. has actually kind of resuscitated, reinvigorated uh, his career. In fact, to me, it's made him even more popular than he was before. Five stars from beginning to end 
uh, by Chris Eubank Jr., who I thought was going to mollywop Conor Ben before before this fight took place. But go for it, Kenny. What, what are your thoughts? I saw you agreeing with something I was saying. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, it's pretty, pretty funny, bro. Um, uh, Chris Eubank, bro. Phenomenal trash talk, bro. Phenomenal trash talk. Uh, you know, I think his trash talk is more impressive than his boxing ability. You know, uh, I could hear him talk trash to another fighter all day, bro. It's 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 hilarious. It is so funny. Uh, the whole abstinence comment. It's like, well, you know, most of my fights go abstinent for for eight weeks. You know, you. You get two weeks. You 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 get two weeks. You know Jake Paul. Jake Paul. He gets one week, bro. So I was dying. Like like he, he was like nobody cares. And Conor Ben is just on fire. Nobody cares what you got to do to get off. Nobody cares about you getting off, bro. Nobody cares. It was so mad, bro. Conor Ben definitely. Uh, he was definitely getting his mind toyed with, bro. Uh, it, bro. Uh, uh, Eubank was in his head with the little uh, Jack uh, Cracker bag, uh, uh, the clown shit, you know, clown popping out, playing games, toying, poking at the man, and the man was just getting upset, kind of looking stupid. And now you know what? Now it kind of makes sense. He wasn't on roid rage, but the testosterone was way too high, trying to punch people in the face and argue. He was, he was all over the place. <laughs> Mute. Oh yeah, that, that's too funny, Kenny. Thank you so much. I don't know, but did you see the the video of uh, of Eubank Jr. weighing in? Did did you were you were you able to see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying that he still made weight the re, with the rehydration and all that stuff. He was showing the scale. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna play it for for those who 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 haven't seen it. Uh, and then we'll 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 talk about. It. Let's have a listen right here, Kenny. This is courtesy of of Fight Hype. Here we go. I said I was going to be on weight on Saturday, so I made the weight. So that was he weighed in at just over 159 pounds on Fight Day, Kenny. Well under the we- rehydration weight <clears throat> weight limit. Um, so yeah, from beginning to end, uh, you know, the abstinence comment, the junk food stuff, uh, the 60%, the 60% t-shirts, uh, down to the very end, he's been, he's been, he's been, uh, a a five-star promotional talent. So we'll see where he goes from here, which is the next question I have for you, Kenny. Uh, where, where do you go from here? Because if I'm him, I, I go immediately to try to secure a fight with Triple G. Big facts. Uh, uh, after I answer this question, I have a question I want you to answer, which is regarding uh, um, the B sample. I, had, I saw a comment in the in, in the comments about the B sample. I thought they were going to do the whole B sample testing and all that regarding this fight. But uh, let me let me answer that question regarding who he should fight next. I 100% agree that he should fight Triple G next. Um, look, he's lost already. There's no O to protect. You got to do it right now if you're going to do it at all because Triple G is 100% on his way out. It is a big money fight because of the name of Triple G and the name of Eubank. Eubank Jr. did not tarnish the family name. It was Ben that did. You know what I'm saying? 
fire trucks, pardon the fire trucks in the back. You know, NYC is always something crazy happening over here. If it's not something burning, someone's getting arrested, pardon, you know. But um, yeah, I think he should go fight Triple G. If if not Triple G, he should be looking for the biggest names at 160, and he should not Charlo. go lower than 168. I'd go for Charlo. Uh, I'd go for Triple G. You know, Char I think Charlo would entertain that too because it, they, they would think of him as a cherry pick. Oh, this guy hasn't boxed in years. I could beat him. I could beat him. I mean, those are two good fights that I would go for. And because he's not tied down to, to matchroom, he's with Wasserman, they should be able to make deals uh, to make that, that fight happen. According to Dwayne, uh, the major tell that Ben is dirty is why haven't they requested that the B sample be tested? If he's clean, it will clear him. They don't want the B sample tested. I don't know if they haven't requested it. All I will say is that it's taken quite a long time for them to test it. And you would have thought that they would have wanted it to be done for sure before fight night. And it still hasn't been tested. So, I mean, look, the B sample is the exact same uh, urine or blood. It's just split into two vials that are tested separately so that if there's any contamination during testing, um, you have a, a backup. But it's the same sample. It's just split into two and tested separately to avoid a, a contamination issue. So we'll see what they see. This is a very good comment here by What About Me. What About Me says, there was no consideration for fans who traveled from overseas and wasted hard-earned money that they seem to have known weeks ago. Great point. And what I would say is, I was thinking about this actually during the Clarissa Shields Marshall's cancellation, but it, I started to think about it again too, Kenny. You know, when you when you purchase your travel tickets on like uh, Priceline or Kayak or whatever, there's an option to uh, buy an insurance um, when you buy the ticket. Um, sometimes when you buy tickets to Ticketmaster and stuff, there's an insurance there thing too. I think that given the nature of these events being canceled like this, that promoters should take out some kind of an insurance policy that um, fight fans can can uh, claim back money with. Because um, if you did travel, like, let's say we had traveled from New York out over there, spent money on flights, spent money on hotel, we get there Tuesday or Wednesday. Cause I'm doing Typically, fight week activities start Tuesday, and then they, they go into the rest of the week with the weigh-ins uh, Thursday, the, the, the weigh-in Friday, final presser Thursday, public workouts Wednesday, grand arrivals Tuesday, that kind of thing. I mean, that's a significant investment. Like, uh, you guys see me going out to these fights. Even when I get into these fights with a media credential and I don't pay for a ticket, it still costs a lot of money to go out there. I'm paying for flight. I'm paying for Uber to the airport. I'm paying for Uber from the airport. I'm paying for hotel money. I'm suing Eddie Hearn, bro. The zone, they they, they paying me. You're going to pay for my flight. You're going to pay for my hotel. I'm suing you because you could have said this earlier and I could have kept my money in my pocket or gotten my flight returned. Now I'm already in the UK. I have no options. I'm suing you, Eddie Hearn. The zone, I'm getting free subscription for years. So, so <laughs> my whole thing is there should be like an optional $10 charge or whatever for an insurance that covers all of that, you know, that covers all of that. Cause at least that way you get like a little vacation trip out of it. But I think that there should be an insurance for fight fans to buy into $10, $15, whatever. 
and especially if you're traveling from overseas, like you should have an insurance for that. And the, the promoter should be offering it when you buy the ticket. But I'll do you one better. The promoter should have an insurance package as well. Go for it. Yeah, I do. I, I do you one better, bro. Why? When you if if you're purchasing tickets to a fight, it's simple. They should have the a link right to a certain airlines that they have worked out some type of deals with. Get five, ten percent off on your flight to come watch this fight. Simple, easy. Everybody's winning. The 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 airports or airlines are winning. The promoting boxing promoters are winning. You get a bigger crowd at the fight. You get a discounted flight. You're getting the money because guess what? If 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 the zone has a deal with fucking I don't know American Airlines, which sucks by the way. You know, if let's say the zone has a deal with American Airlines, instead uh, where I'm getting fifteen percent off instead of fight fight flying JetBlue or something, I'm gonna take my fifteen percent off with American Airlines as much as it sucks. You know, so especially Kenny, especially. If it comes with a guarantee that if something happens to the event, you get your full money back. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh, and, and go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Uh, uh, once, once you're done with this comment, I do want to go back to the who should Chris Eubank Jr. fight next because I, I got this whole road of of like kind of that'll get him to like the Conor Ben trajectory where people are thinking that he's like the next god, and then it's like, oh, drug cheat. <laughs> right and look nando br- brings up a good point he says boxing bands always getting played how many fools bought air and hotel for bud uh, versus uh, uh spence 11 19 i'll be honest i'm one of those guys that books the hotel but you know what i am though i, I don't have my card out with me but i'm 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 hilton's honors uh what's the highest level or whatever i i, I stay at hilton i stay at hilton's pretty much only because I got the Hilton Amex card and I got, I collect points on it. I got last minute cancellations on those, but what I do always uh, try to do is not buy the flight until I'm 100% sure that I'm going. But here's the thing. If I went out to the UK for this fight and I'm already there in a hotel Tuesday, I'm already there in a hotel Wednesday I'm already there waking up Thursday to find out that they canceled the fight. When did they cancel it? Friday? They canceled it Friday, I think. It was super late. I don't know. It was really late. I'm already out there. I'm already out there. But let's move on. Let's get back to the boxing. So Chris Eubank Jr. versus Kenny. Go for it. I got you, bro. Look, I'm looking at the boxing scene, 160-pound division rankings right now, right? And – the first fight, 100% that he should take is Triple G because literally I I think Triple G, unless he pushes it, I think Triple G is going to be in boxing for maybe another year. And like I, There's no reason for him to push past. The guy is super paid at this point. You've gotten three big-ass million-dollar fights with, with Canelo. Like you don't need, He needs to retire. So, yeah, I take the fight with Triple G first. That'd be number one. That would put him on the path of, oh, he beat somebody legitimate if he does beat him, if he can beat an old Triple G. Then... Then I'd play the Conor Ben game. You know how they brought Conor Ben along where they was fixing him up against the right opponents to make him look like he was the next coming of Jesus Christ? Yeah, I'd do the same exact thing with Chris Eubank. I'd put him in there first after Triple G. I'd put him in there against uh, Shane Mosley Jr. Why? Because that's another one of those gimmicky fights. Oh, I'm the best son. There's no son that fights better than me. Mosley Jr., you suck. And all this other, you know, gimmicky nonsense, right? That, that'd be a big money fight just because the way that he promotes and talks trash. 
not a good meaningful fight it'd be a trash fight for boxing but it'd be a good promotional fight that'll get him money and get his name out there then i'd go for an ex-champion like jason banana rosario that just went up to 160 that'd be a fight oh oh he was a champion oh uh, yeah yeah he used to be a champion i beat him but nigga he was never a champ at 160 he was champ at 154 i believe but it's still it'd still be one of those things like oh i beat a champ nah nah then then i'd put him in against like jaime munguia who's cherry pickings low-hanging fruit for anybody jaime munguia is doo-doo uh, yeah, I said that. Don't get mad at me, people. It is what it is. The guy has not proven anything. In fact, the more he boxes and the more he goes up in opposition, the worse he looks. So, yeah. And, and he lost against Dennis Hogan. Let's stop. And then after that, that's when uh, Chris Eubank is probably going to start losing because everybody else after that is a great opponent that will probably beat him up. You got like you got dudes like Carlos Adames, you know, like uh, – Eris Landy Lara, Jermel Charlo. Oh, nah, he'll probably Jermel Charlo versus Eubank. That's another good fight because I don't think Charlo's that great. So I think Charlo Jermel excuse me, not Jermel Jamal. I don't think Jamal is that great or willing to take risks. He seemed like a little. He's a little more scared. And Janibek, Janibek is another dude not to play with. Yo, you heard Janibek talking about he wants to fight Canelo that he really thinks he'll win and beat him. But yeah, yeah. like have that. But let, let's move on from Chris. Yeah, U- yeah, 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 for sure. Let's move. Let's move on from Chris Eubank Jr. and let's talk about the big card this past weekend on Showtime that actually did happen. Unlike the one that didn't, because we spent a lot of time on the one that didn't happen. Let's talk about the one that did happen. The one that didn't happen had the excitement in it. The the, the one that did happen was like, ah, okay. So so first of all, rematch, okay, between um. Jerwin Pretty Boy on Caja seeking revenge against uh, Puma Martinez. I mean, Puma Martinez, if you don't like this guy, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. All action, all fight long. Uh, what a character. Uh, his thing at the end when he was being interviewed after the fight was classic boxing post-fight interview stuff for me. That's got to go up there with the list of uh, post-fight stuff. He has this list, Kenny that he wants to read off of this thing is like as long as a dictionary with all, <laughs> with all his like close friends and family and his neighborhood. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but we got to ask you some questions. So then there's the questions. Uh, and every question is like a long story too. Like even who colored his hair. It's like, well, you know, it's a friend of my wife's and you know, she's this and she's that. Um, she works in this hairdresser. It's like, and then after the interview is done, he breaks out the list again, and he continues wanting to talk about it. Look, Jerwin Ancajas, very accomplished boxer. I like his style. He's got that kind of classic boxer uh, style. He, he wants to work off the jab. He wants to counterpunch you against lesser guys. That check right hook would have been doing a lot more damage. But Puma Martinez has some kind of chin, Kenny, because he's able to walk through punches like that. He was able to walk through the, the, the check hooks, the straight the straight uh, rights, sorry, straight lefts. He was also able to get in and around Ancajas' jab, which Ancajas did improve on in this fight. Uh, and he dominated Jerwin Ancajas, who, again, going into the first fight, was the longest reigning champion at 115 pounds. So 115 is super hot right now. Estrada, Chocolatito, Ioka, Bam Rodriguez, and add 
Puma Martinez uh, to that. I mean, big up Puma Martinez. Uh, that that was some performance in the rematch, Kenny. Unfortunately, I was out trying to get my dance on last night, so I didn't even get to catch the fights. But I'm gonna catch all the replays okay. right after this. Uh, so definitely see- continue filling us in. Okay, okay, so there you go. So uh, I, I didn't get the cast last night, my fault. <laughs> uh, that, that's all good. Um, so your your compatriot also fought last night. Bad, uh, I, I saw the highlights on that one. Uh, Carlos Adames, uh, boy, did he announce himself. Um, he actually, I, I said last week that he was trained by uh, Ismael Salas, which was true in his penultimate fight. But last night, he took on Juan Macias Montiel and did to Juan Macias Montiel what everybody thought that Jermall Charlo was going to do to him, uh, which was literally just walk through the guy and knock him out. A lot of people thought that going into the Charlo fight because this is a guy who'd been knocked out cold by Jaime Munguia. By Dudu Munguia. Oh, let's let's put some respect on Jaime's name. No, no. Not, on but, Jaime's name. He don't, he, don't, he don't deserve it. That'd be like Stop. me giving respect to kind of Ben who just got caught using drugs. I can't give him Stop. respect. Stop. He don't deserve it. Nah. Stop. No. No. <laughs> I got a thing going on against uh, Mexicans uh, from, from, uh, from, I guess, outside of the big cities because you're not a big fan of, of Zurdo, and now, now that's extended over to Munguia. Nah, see, Zuldo, I, I, I just think Zuldo's super unproven and he has way too much hype. And it's actually, actually, it's the same exact thing with Munguia. I think Zuldo is actually a decent boxer that's unproven. See, I think Munguia is a doo-doo boxer that's put up against the right opponents to try to make him look good. I think that the moment that Munguia fights anybody, he's going to get washed up. All right, so going going back to it, because I do want to give Adamas his props. So Do it. Juan Macias Montiel went in there with Charlo, went the full 12 rounds, and it, it put hands on Charlo throughout a lot of that fight. Yeah. Put hands on him. Got him up against the rope, was, unlo- was uh, unloading uh, multiple punch combinations on him. He, he didn't get off on Carlos Adames, who was trained by Bob Santos for this fight, longtime manager, who's now uh, training training fighters. And... You know, it was kind of a little bit of a feeling out first round, Kenny. Uh, and in fact, the fans started to boo. I don't know why. They were sounding like some low IQ MMA fans. I, I wasn't really understanding the booing in the first round. But started- don't, don't, don't be doing that, man. The MMA fans love you too, bro. Don't be doing that. Not all MMA fans are low IQ ones. So so uh, then uh, second round starts and Carlo Adames decides just to like work behind the jab and turn up the offense. And it was aggressive technical boxing because he was fainting. He was working levels. He was going to the head, going to the body, uh, throwing a variety of shots um, and combination punches. He was getting him at angles. I mean, it, it honestly looked like Montiel had no business being in there with Adamas. And then he got him hurt. He didn't actually knock him down, Kenny, but he got him hurt. And he ended up stopping him, TKO, along along the ropes. Um, I, I got to give it to, to, to Adamas. He, he did really well 
on, on Saturday night. And it's funny because we we're talking about him last week, um, you know, because a lot of the Dominican boxers, they don't have the kind of fan support that you would expect, uh, even in their home countries. So we'll see if this third round TKO uh, extends his star power. I, I kind of doubt that it will. Um, but but there we go. Before we get to it, though, Kenny, I want to get to the super chat that came up while I was going, doing what I usually do, which is talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> we all do. It was uh, Cannabai Foreman right here, Cannabai, friend of the show. Uh, he says, salute to the panel in chat. Martinez, a.k.a. Puma, is good. He just lacks power. Adames versus Charlo next summer. Co-main Fundora versus Charlo. Support the channel. Thank you very much, Cannabai. I appreciate that. Not bad matchmaking there by Cannabai Foreman. I don't know if he's matchmaking or if he knows what's going to happen, but sign me up for those. Those are good fights. I'll tell you this much, though. Neither of the Charlos want that smoke. No, bro. I I don't know anybody who's jumping up to go fight Fundora. And I tell you this much: the bigger Charlos, Ben Buns, he don't want no smoke from a diamond. Well, well. Here's the thing, Kenny. If if they don't take these fights, uh, I mean that you're talking about two interim title holders right now who have earned their shot. They they're due. They're due now for their shot. So. If those two guys don't take that those fights, then they're going to have to lo- lose those titles. And, I mean, that's kind of rocking a hard place. I-, I don't think if I'm one of them that I would want to lose those titles. If I'm Charlo, where do you go if you don't have the WBC middleweight title? You better take on Carlos Adamas, right? And if, if you're the other Charlo Jer- Jermall, or sorry, Jermel, well, then maybe you could drop the title and move up. But personally, I'd love to see him... St- Stay undefeated and take on a uh, uh, Bud Crawford or or uh, Errol Spence Jr. Undefeated versus undefeated. That's a mega fight. That's I, I, I think that uh, the running game is what's going to happen. You know, like uh, I, I've always said this, and not it's not my own information. This they've actually said this themselves. Uh, this being the Charlo brothers and Errol Spence. Errol mm-hmm. Spence is going to leave one forty seven and go to one fifty four, and at that point. Both Charlos are also going to move up because the, for some reason they refuse or they all, all three of them refuse to fight each other. So they'll never be in the same weight class, at least not for a long time. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if I see those fights happening. Like I said, look, uh, uh, Charlo, both Charlos are going to pull out the excuse. Who he for? Who has he for? He's a nobody. He don't deserve a shot. And all this other nonsense that they be doing. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Regardless of these guys being interim champs and deserving a title fight, how many times do we see people not actually get those title fights? Uh, people drop the belts. People give step aside money. Um, people find some way to get some contract signed to detour and not have to make that fight happen. So I would trust me, those are the fights that I think should happen and need to happen for all of those guys' careers and legacies. But I just feel that both – I feel that the bigger Charlos buns them will never fight Adamas. Never, never. He will never take – never take that threat on. And I don't see a reason for the younger Charlo – excuse me, not younger, smaller Charlo, Jermel, to take the threat against uh, Fundora. Fundora is a big-ass threat. I'm going to be honest. Uh, if I'm Charlo, the Fundora that I saw last night, I'm not, I'm not running from that at all. 
Um, I, I I didn't get to see you last know, night. You gotta let you gotta fill me in. He went twelve rounds with Carlos Acampo, who put hands on him in certain rounds. He seemed like a guy lost between styles. Uh, starting out wanting to box tall and at range, and then essentially reverting to the guy that we all know, which is the inside fighter that likes to bang away to the body and to the head. And he did have success there, but. Carlos Acampo is not on the same level as Jermel Charlo, and he went. He just went twelve rounds. I I, I don't quite know if if Fundora is going to beat Charlo right now. And if you are Charlo, now is the time to take care of that business. Fundora is only getting better. He's only getting better um, if you let him mature and grow and and finally become confident in a certain style. Right now, I think. He's kind of figuring out, do I want to box tall in that, at range? Do I want to kind of be that banger on the inside? He doesn't quite know 100% when to transition between those styles. Once he figures that out, he's a huge problem. He's still a problem right now, but I don't quite think he's a problem that Jermel Charlo needs to be avoiding. The guy that just went 12 rounds with Carlos Campo uh, probably loses a unanimous decision to Jermel Charlo. Uh, by the way, Ocampo did way better uh, than than um, Fudoran's last opponent, Erickson Lubin. Lubin got washed. Yeah, he did. But let, let, let me pick up Nando again, because Nando's the OG. Nando's a friend of the show, day one guy, and he came with the super chat. All right? And he says, jab the like. Yeah, if you're here with us right now, I don't know what the jab like situation is, is, is going because I'm in StreamYard. But, yeah, hit the like button, guys. It's free. Hit that like button. If you're watching us on demand, leave a comment. If you're here with us live, leave a comment in the in the chat. And uh, you can also hit the uh, the link if you want to join us and talk about anything um, that, that we've been talking about so far. We've given our opinions on the Chris Eubank Jr., Connor Ben situation, the need for an insurance policy for fight fans in the sport of boxing. All right. And we've also talked about this card this past weekend on Showtime. Uh, Showtime's doing their thing. Shout out to Steven Espinoza. All right, all right, I like Steven. Every time I meet him, we have good conversation. He a, he a good dude. I like I like Mr. Steven Espinoza. Don Espinoza, as as I call him, is a form of respect when I see when I see the man. But moving on, Kenny. Two weeks ago, we didn't have any boxing. And, you know, we're out there in the streets of uptown New York looking for, looking for that fix. We're looking for that fix. We got a big weekend coming up. And before we talk about that, we're going to bring on our brother Haplotype. Haplotype, what's good, fam? Thank you for joining us. What's up, brother? What's up, homies? Can't complain. You're on the West Coast, right? So uh, buenos dias to you. Good morning, sir. Bro, it's early as fuck. <laughs> there you go. So uh, what are your thoughts, fam? A long, long time no hear from you. You know you're, you're a friend of the show, so don't be so shy, man. Pop in anytime we go live. Haplotype. I think he's on mute. Yeah, he muted himself. You put yourself on mute, Haplotype. Maybe he went somewhere. Maybe he'll be back. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm here. I'm here. All good. So what are your thoughts on, on, on the, this, the, 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 the sport this week and next? I'm excited to see how Wilder looks, man. That's my main thing because I'm I'm a Wilder fan. Um, so, like, 
you know, has he been damaged too much and he can't fight anymore? Or is he still, you know, a force to be reckoned with? That's, that's my main thing. I also want to see uh, Haney whoop uh, Cambosis again. And, um, you know, I'm excited. It's a, it's a big week, bro. Not so, yeah. I'm not so much into the female stuff, but, you know, I, I respect them for what they do, but uh, it's just not my thing, you know? Yeah, I, I hear you on that. Go for it, Kenny. I was, uh, I was just say understand it completely, and it should 100% be a, a very hectic and lovely weekend with boxing. Um, I do think Deontay Wilder's going to be A-OK, though. I think Deontay Wilder's probably going to be better now than he was before not because of all the training videos we see and all that other nonsense but more so because he's got his head under control he's got his mind under control he's a wiser man he's not coming yeah this isn't the uh till this day wilder you know what i'm saying this is the till this day wilder i'm I, you know i got my mind calm now i'm not going into the boxing ring with a ton of aggression trying to just take somebody's head off it's like calculated aggression, or it seems like it's going to be calculated aggression now, based off of the way that his state of mind seems when he's speaking now. That's why I think he's going to go in the ring more controlled, trying to do a little more, not just trying to throw a right-hand haymaker every, like, 30 seconds, seeing if he can knock well, the man and, out. In the training footage I've seen, uh, he's been uh, practicing a lot with the, the left hook, which I think is good. I mean, when he hit Fury... In that first fight, that was a textbook right hand left hook. He, he does have a left hook. He doesn't throw it enough, but um, you know, I saw a, I don't know a clip of him with uh, Malik Scott, like just throwing left hooks. Yeah, and uh, it looked it looked pretty good. It looked like yeah. a solid punch. I saw the same thing, and what I liked about it too, Haplotype, it wasn't just single heavy shots, but he had him like doubling and tripling up on the hook. Um, and yeah. His- Question, Maestro, for you. Go for it. It's about Deontay Wilder uh, and Malik Scott. Do you still feel that it was a bad idea for Deontay Wilder to leave Mark uh, Mark Breland and and start with uh, Malik Scott? Uh, look, at the end of I have an opinion on that. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah, answer as well. This is for both of you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give a quick one, and then you could go in there. And shout out to my guy, Odin Thompson. Odin Thompson's up in the chat. Odin is my high school buddy right there who's tuning in live. So good to see nice. you, uh, Odin. Uh, my, my guy straight from JA. Now, now he's doing this thing. He's a phys ed teacher too. Anyways, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, look, the problem with that corner wasn't ever Mark Breland. It was JD's. Uh, I don't think JD's is uh, lead trainer material definitely on the world heavyweight championship fight level. Um, Mark Breland was there more as like kind of a technical advisor, as I always saw it. And he was there working on the jab uh, specifically with Deontay a lot. And I thought I just saw a lot of improvement with the jab. He was there giving good advice between rounds too, when needed. Um, Do I have a problem with Malik Scott as head trainer? Absolutely not, because I thought he did a very good job preparing him for the third fight with uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, and if anything, he might have done even better had they taken a tune-up fight in between or they had a longer time to prepare together. Uh, now, I thought you were going to ask me whether or not he was going to give Mark Breland an apology 
considering this is his first time back at the Barclays, which is in Brooklyn, which is Mark Breland's home borough in his hometown. And the answer to that is absolutely not. Does he owe him an apology? Apology? Absolutely. I mean, he accused the guy of spiking his water and, and drugging him before a major fight. So it is what it is. Uh, Aplotype, go for it, brother. Mute. Shit, sorry. All good, uh, all good. There's a, lot, there's a lot to say, I think, about uh, Wilder's corner. Uh, do I think Malik, Malik did a decent job in the third fight? Uh, yes. But do I think they really screwed up with the – maybe it wasn't Malik. Maybe it was his uh, strength and conditioning that they built up his upper body instead of building his legs. Yes. Uh, that's where the weight should have gone to his legs because when a guy like Fury is leaning on you, it's your legs that that, that go. It's not your upper body. And instead of, you know, running and – whatever jumping rope whatever swimming and stuff like that they were having him bench press and shit like that which i think was stupid um building up the upper body only makes you get tired quicker uh but building up the legs keeps you sustained for the whole fight so that i think was a mistake um do i think breland would have done a better job not necessarily Uh, i think uh he does owe an apology to Breland. I agree with that. But um, Breland, to me, was too soft-spoken to be with a guy like Wilder. He did have the right style, though, because if you look at Breland when he was coming up, I saw him in the 84 Olympics. He was the star of the whole fucking Olympics. I went with my grandfather, and I re- that was some of the first fights I ever saw. Um we're, we're at those Olympics at the sport, uh, 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 the LA, um, shit, what was it called? The sports arena back then. Um, so, um, he was tall, lanky. He threw a good jab. He had a nice right hand that all those things were good for Wilder. And he would, he would do well to, you know, have Breland with him in, in some capacity. I don't think Breland being so soft-spoken is such a good, lead trainer um maybe malik scott's better he strokes deontay wilder's ego a lot he he you know lets him think like oh you know how to do this you've been doing this your whole career you know that kind of shit that's all psychological and and it works on him so whatever works works you know what i'm saying maybe it's not true but it works so um you know like I guess Malik is a good trainer for him for right now. I just hope they don't make that same mistake and not training the legs because all that training I saw for the third Fury fight, I never saw leg day. Never. No, Aplotype, you're right. And we spoke about it on this channel, as a matter of fact. And Kenny and I were both clowning the whole uh, fiasco in that weight room. Um, bench press bench press yeah. i mean and people were doubting me but kenny backed it up like kenny and i used to work at the same school we used to work out in the same basement weight room and i was benching as a pe teacher 100 pounds more than wilder was benching in that video it was nothing to put out on instagram but uh, benching benching doesn't do you any fucking good in boxing. That's exactly that's exactly the point. We had a <laughs> conversation about functional strength, about go muscles and show muscles. 
The bench press doesn't replicate anything you're doing with your body in a boxing ring. No one, no one. I guess, you know, when you throw a punch, it does involve your chest muscle and your shoulder, but like benching. You want to develop develop quick twitch fibers. You don't want to develop heavy, bulky weight. I mean, not only that, Maestro, he, he, his upper body was always fine. He never needed but his it legs, was his his legs. legs look like look like tree branches <laughs> when they <laughs> when they should be looking more like tree trunks, right? Yeah, bro. If they just, I don't know. It makes me think that maybe he has leg problems, and that's why they don't do it. Because what other reason would they have not to fucking build his legs? Well, look, you could. I think honestly, you've got a lot of people out there. Training people, calling themselves experts. You know, they got an Instagram account with some followers or they've, you know, ingratiated themselves with fighters. You know, he was training at like a 24-hour fitness. Maybe they found him over there. I mean, when I signed up for a gym, gym membership, I mean, Kenny, I know it's the same thing with you. First thing they're like is, hey, you've just earned yourself three free personal training days now that you've signed up. And I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm more than good. Who needs that? Because <laughs> these guys don't really know what they're doing and then I'll be like on the elliptical and I'll see them training someone and half the time it's wrong half the time it's too much weight or it's too low intensity or it's just like not what the person needs to be doing and that was the quality of trainer that was training Deontay Wilder through the, 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 through the, that training session I mean and here's the thing well, if I ever fight, I'm hiring you two guys to be my well, trainer. I, mean, I got you, bro. I appreciate that. And, like, this is literally what I do for a living as a PE teacher. But you've seen the difference. Did you see the the, the, the pre-fight stuff going into the Baturbeeb-Smith fight or Betterbeeb-Smith fight? The coach yeah. that – The stuff that that coach was doing with Arthur Baturbeeb? That is an – I didn't see that, no. That, go check it out on the, on, on the Top Rank channel. That is an expert. The guy was doing everything functional. Everything had a purpose. Everything was intend to support or replicate the movements that Better, Better Beef was going to be doing against Joe Smith in the fight. And, the, and the, the, the proof speaks for itself. The result speaks for itself. I mean... Uh, I'll send, if I'll send it, I'll send you the video separately, Haplotype, so you can watch it. You're going to really enjoy it from a training perspective. Go for it, Kenny. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's pretty damn sad. You know, I don't know how these uh, so-called trainers get the job. You know, there is no proof in their pudding. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are not – they don't practice what they preach. They don't look the way uh, that you would expect the trainers to look. These guys be, like, fat, old, sloppy, out of shape, old men that don't even practice working out or exercising, you know. And these people hire them, and I think it's the stupidest thing, or the dumbest, not stupid, it's not a word. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world because, yo, I've contacted these boxers. I've DM'd boxers. I've sent them messages on their images. I've done all types of stuff to try to get hired for a boxing training job. They don't even look at my messages. You you get the little red, red mark and no reply ever, you know? And it's like, if you look at my... Uh, social media pages. I practice what I pe- preach. I'm about what I say that I do. Like I'm, I, I, I'm super built. I'm like this. This is no game. This is no games. I'm super built. I'm I'm ready to hop in the ring right now. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like so. God uh, damn. Like, Don't fuck with Kenny. I was upset. I, I, I contacted Andy Ruiz to try to get some training on Andy Ruiz. He curved me. I was so upset, man. I was, it just doesn't make sense. Like, yo, give me the job. I will get you to where you need to be and get those functional muscles. I'll get your gas tank going. I'll take dudes to the next level. But they rather hire these people that don't know what the hell they're doing. One hundred. Uh, I'll hire you. Come out to LA, bro. Well, Let me know. I'll be out there, bro. I mean, one hundred percent. It's like, look, uh, people go to school for this. People get certified in this. People dedicate their careers to this. And then there, you got other kind of people who. Like I said, I, I don't – these days you could go online, you could take a little random uh, multiple-choice test and, and and get a certificate and go places with that, I guess. I mean, at the end of the day, the, you, you hit the nail right on the head, haplotype. And honestly, it's the first thing I'm going to look at when I see my, uh, his physique or when I'm looking at him at this open media workout and when I see him on – uh, the weigh-in day, what are those legs looking like? Because one thing you can say about Hellenius, he's a big dude. Robert Hellenius is a big dude. And if I'm Robert Hellenius going into this fight, I'm using every yeah, bit of weight. You're playing with the big boys. You know? Yeah. the big boys. 100%. I'm using the weight, right? I'm getting on the inside. I'm tying him up. I'm leaning on him. And I'm doing my best Tyson Fury impersonation of the inside work that he did. I'm not expecting him to, to do everything else Tyson Fury was doing mid and long range. But I'm fainting, right? I'm putting my weight in there. I'm leaning on him. I'm turning it into a dogfight. That's what I'm doing if I'm Robert Hellenius. And um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. If, if it goes the way I think it's going to go, Aplotype, it's going to be a very exciting fight on Saturday night, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, Aplotype, now that you've decided to join us, which I thank you for a lot, are you in agreement that with Kenny that the fight on the undercard, the co-feature, which features Caleb Plant and um, Anthony Durrell? I said Andre Durrell earlier. I meant Anthony. The dog Durrell. I think it's Amferny. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Is that's it, Am- is it Anthony or Amferny? No, it's Amferny Hardaway, but it's Anthony Durrell. The dog oh, Durrell. Okay. Right. Um, Anthony. It is, is, is this a mismatch? Is this one-sided? I don't... I don't think it is. I, I don't think Caleb Plant is really proven, honestly. I think he had an easy road to the title, and he had an easy road to a $10 million payday against Canelo. And other than Canelo, I think this is probably going to be the stiffest test of his career, even though Durrell is a little bit... Honestly, I'm not big on Plant, but Durrell is, you know, long in the tooth, bro. So, you know, he'll probably look good against Durrell. Hopefully, I, I'm rooting for Durrell to fucking beat that ass, bro, because I don't like fucking Caleb Plant. I think he's a fucking douchebag. And that shit he said, uh, what was it? He said, listos para las chingasas, like a fucking yeah. retard. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> what is he trying to say? <laughs> listos para las chingasas, like a fucking moron. Even he even uh, repeated it. He like doubled down on it. Yeah, he thought he was being fucking clever when he was saying something that didn't make any fucking sense, bro. Yeah, listos para las chingasas. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, get I, the fuck out of here, dude. 
Yeah. Uh, Shave your uh, vanilla ice haircut off and fucking act like your white boy that you are. Be yourself. Like I don't, I don't get, definitely. I don't, I don't get it, bro. Like <laughs> I don't like that guy. I, I hope he loses, but I think Darrell's too long in the tooth. That's that's the bottom line. Uh, I, I, I think Darrell's gonna get washed up, bro. Darrell ain't got nothing, man. His gas tank is dead. He, bro, Darrell's Darrell should have retired years ago. I mean, look, well, if, if he's I was, living off his legacy. If Sorry, I was, go no, go ahead, Kenny. That's fine. If I was the PBC, the fight that I would have actually wanted him uh, to be in coming off would have been the, the, against a WBA regular title holder. And I'm talking about David Morrell Jr. That, that, that would have been a really interesting fight for me because David Morrell Jr. is actually going to be fighting, I believe, at the beginning of, of next month. Um. So, I mean, I, I would have liked to, so, so it's not like he wasn't available or he wasn't ready. Um, that That's what I would have wanted to see personally. Um, but uh, it says here, Darrell never been in a good fight. I, I think that's kind of harsh, uh, George H. No, Darrell, Darrell's been in some good fights. I, I think he's been in some very good fights in terms yeah. of a fan's perspective. I, I've never seen him personally in a bad fight that's like boring and that is just terrible. Um but we're getting a lot his, of his brother. His brother Andre, <laughs> been in some bad fights. Yeah, one hundred. Arthur Abraham fight was garbage, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, look, that's the the card at the Barclays. The, the 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 fights that really people should really be looking out for. Um, and I think the main event is a is a good main event. It's a pay per view fight. I would have rather seen this on um, regular cable tv but you know that's probably asking too much in this day and age um but i'll, I'll be oh, yeah, right boxing belongs on boxing belongs on live tv bro it doesn't belong on fucking apps no it don't belong on pay-per-view either <laughs> no and, and look we'll see only, only big fights belong on pay-per-view but yeah, everything's like, a pay-per-view now like like spence crawford would be a pay-per-view fight yeah you know? right there you go. That would be a pay-per-view. Like Hagler Leonard was a great pay-per-view. I, I didn't mind paying for that. And, and, and we've, got an, <laughs> we've got an undisputed lightweight fight taking place in Australia. Luckily for us, that's going to be on regular ESPN. Um, so that's good. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a very competitive fight. I, I think that... How do you see it going? Here, here's, here's what I would have done if I was in Team Gambosis. Uh, they've taken the humble approach. Uh, you know, I would have been like by any means necessary approach. Uh, and I would have been working the media, working the, the commission, working the judges, working the referee, just in public statements leading up to this fight, talking about that there was too much holding, talking about how the ref needs to do to, to Haney what, what happened to Henry Akinwande when he got disqualified against Lewis for excessive clinching. Get that in their minds. Beat the drum. Talk about clinching. Talk about holding. Because at the end of the day, if Haney is allowed to box, box, jab, right hand, box, box, jab, right hand, hook, hold, hold, move him around, turn him, spin why, him. Why, should, why shouldn't he be allowed to do that? That's called boxing. Well, it, it's it's called holding. And excessive. He, 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 hold, he held way too much. I guess Ambosis, yeah. No, bro. Excessive. I thought he was... He was dropping the jab and the right hand all night in the guy's face, and the guy just did not have an answer. Every time fucking Cambosis came forward, 
and tried to throw his flurries, Haney would step to the left and move around and, and go around the side. Sometimes he would hold him, but sometimes he wouldn't. And Cambos has had no, no answer for that. Often, just, he, oftentimes he would hold him, and yeah, Gambosis had no answers for the holding. This is absolutely true. He also had no answers for the other stuff. Kenny uh, has uh, to jump yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Allow, allow, allow me to interject in here because uh, there was one hundred percent, in my opinion, a lot of excessive holding. What Devin Haney was doing, he, it, there was times where his holding was accurate, appropriate, and should have happened in that moment. But uh, Devin Haney was get let, they let him get away with pretty much cheating. He, what he was doing was uh he would jab, he would come inside he would throw a jab and sometimes he would throw the right hand to follow and as soon as they, he would he would throw the jab that the jab would land George Cambosis would be right in his face about to throw some punches and Devin Haney would grab him up real quick George Cambosis never got an opportunity to throw any inside punches because every time that they clever were inside boxing. that is not clever boxing that's dirty that the, the, like boxing. bro I, I the, 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 the referee the, the, the referee the referee in those situations is supposed to take away points, give a warning, excessive holding. We're here not to watch a hugathon. We're here to watch two men fighting. When 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 two men hold too much, they get a warning, and after the warning, they get a point deducted. None of that happened. He got away with murder in that fight, and and you know I see that as they they let him cheat because you're supposed to be throwing punches, not hugging. You know like. It's too many hold, too much holding, way too much holding. They didn't give him a warning at all, you know. Oh well, I respectfully disagree. Um, I've, I thought Haney fought a very clever and smart fight. I didn't think it was boring. I thought it was very good uh, boxing, and he he followed his game plan. He stuck to his fucking plan, bro. And and the other guy couldn't adjust. Oh, I'm not blaming Haney for anything Haney did. You you're boxing. You're gonna do everything you can do. The referee allows you to get away with. He got away with it. He did. And it was a strategic. Uh, and I agree, Cannabai. It was intelligent boxing. But at the same time, yeah. the referee is allowed to stop people from holding too much. And if you're going to give a warning at a certain point, you need to take a point away. Again, I, mean, I didn't think it was excessive holding uh, like along the lines of where, uh, you know, remember Klitschko versus Povetkin? To me, yeah. that was excessive. Yeah. Uh, what, what Haney was doing was just right. And also, Fury against Wilder, you know, always was would hold just a little extra second, lean on him a little bit extra. You know, while the ref was saying break, he would hold him just an extra couple seconds and then let go. Okay, I, I totally disagree with that if we're talking about the second fight because Deontay Wilder was doing a lot of holding in that fight. And also... No, uh, I was talking about the third fight. Okay, the third fight. Because also, uh, Kenny Bayless, uh, he didn't allow Fury to get busy on the inside. That fight would have been way worse for Wilder, Wilder to uh, the second fight had Kenny Bayless, A, not missed multiple knockdowns, and B, allowed Fury to impose himself on the inside, which he didn't do because he actually is a good inside fighter. The thing is, I don't know how good a fighter Kenny is on the inside. He hasn't really had to show it in terms of combination punching. I'm are sure you, he, Are you saying Haney or, or Fury? Oh, Fury's a good inside fighter. There's no doubt oh, yeah. about it. Yeah, Fury's a great no inside fighter. I mean, you just have to look at the way he got through that cut against Otto Valin. It was all inside fighting. I mean, 
he he won that fight on the inside. No, he, he can fight on the inside. But well, Haney, I agree, doesn't he, doesn't have an inside game. I haven't seen Haney. I haven't seen Haney get busy on the inside. Combination punching on the inside, back and forth, ebb and flow inside fighting. He's a guy that likes to keep it mid to long range. And if Gambosa right. nice and clean, nice and clean. Easy, you know, point boxing, point boxing, classic point boxing, which is fine, right? What I'm saying, though, is that the only way Gambosis not even wins the fight, because I don't think he's got any real shot at winning this rematch, that it's competitive even, is if he's allowed to get busy on the inside. And if... if yeah, Hol- he, he needs to get on the inside, because he has very, very short arms. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. It's his, it's his only shot. If, if, you, if you allow the bigger, taller guy to hold whenever there's inside <laughs> fighting, the shorter guy has no shot at all. But, bro, there, there are techniques when you're boxing that you can use when someone's trying to hold you to break out of it and fucking get your inside shots off. And that's what he wasn't doing. I, I don't disagree with that. Anyways, long story short, I was just g- making a long-winded way around to my point, which is that dude's got dude, – uh, Devin Haney's winning this fight. Easy, easy. shocked if George Gambosis wins this fight. I will be more shocked if he wins this fight uh, than people were shocked when he beat uh, Teofimo Lopez. Absolutely. It would be a huge upset if it were to happen. And and I don't think it's going to happen. If yeah, because he up, basically lost every round in the first fight. I mean, I, I didn't really see any rounds where pretty he much, pretty much. There were only the only there were only rounds where he did better than other rounds. There weren't really any rounds yeah, where he comparison rounds. Yeah, there weren't comparison rounds. There weren't any rounds where he did better than 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 Devin Haney. Really, if you're honestly looking at it, maybe one if you want to be like extra generous, but no. No, um, I, I, I don't see it. I don't, I'm, I'm high on Haney. I like Haney. I think he's a good fighter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact that he, he achieved uh, undisputed with the four belts at, at the youngest age ever, plus also going over to Australia, first guy since Jack Johnson to go over there and bring home titles um, undisputed. Like he's in the history books now, and like there's nothing anyone can do about it. If you Fam, don't like him, you don't like him. But he's in the history books. Fam, I'm with you 100. percent And people laughed at me. <laughs> Listen to my <laughs> uh, when I said that I thought he was the most avoided guy in the lightweight division. Well, I actually did think that, and I still think that I was right because there was a reason that you know. Uh, uh, Lomachenko didn't defend his title against Devin Haney. Now, you could say the major part of it was money, but I would also say that a major part of it was him thinking that Teofimo Lopez was a more winnable fight. Because uh, if you did really believe in yourself, why why are all these people not fighting Devin Haney? I mean, the guy had well, a... They avoided the shit out of Devin Haney to the point the where they had to create a new belt just so they didn't have to fight him. That 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 right there should tell you the whole story. I mean, Lomachenko may think Tiafimo is easier to beat, but he got his ass whipped by 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 Tiafimo Lopez. Like that was a wash. Fucking yeah. yeah, like come on, bro. 
Loma is getting old, bro. Like he's a great fighter, no doubt about it. But I don't know. I right now Devin Haney's confidence is on ten. Um, he's he's made history. He's solidified now. Like you know, get One, used to it. One hundred. I, 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 I agree. Yeah, I was gonna say I agree with that. I think Devin Haney, the trajectory, of his career is insane. I think Devin Haney, you know, by the end of his career, could be doing Mayweather esque pay per view type of numbers. And he has a similar style to Mayweather. The guy has no power, great boxing ability, great footwork, great jab, good speed, good gas tank. You know, athleticism. Um, yeah, I think the the guy's a great. The guy's great. Oh. And, but he, but but he is beatable if he does decide that he wants to go in there and exchange and bro i definitely think he should keep it with the uh boring what people call quote unquote boring style i think he should keep fighting that way Weird, because that, i that, didn't find that fight boring i was on it, the edge if, of you, my if you look the whole time if you look uh, uh the comments around uh like twitter and the internet most people thought that it was a boring whoa, fight. Whoa, whoa, type. hold up hold up you just told me earlier that you thought that he washed uh, a gambosis, which I agree with. Right. right. So, how can you tell me now that it was an edge of your seat fight? You just said before that he. I, won. I was sitting. On, I'm just telling you. I was sitting on the edge of my seat. I wanted him to win so bad, and and Cambosis was trying. He was he was doing everything he could, and the fact that it was in Australia, the fact that um, you know, like everything was against Devin Haney, that he was, you know fighting an uphill battle made me like really intensely watch the fight. It wasn't a boring fight to me personally, but anyone can have their own opinion. But I, my opinion is it wasn't a boring fight. I got you. Haplotype long time. No see, you got to come back more often. I appreciate you coming on. We're going to go to base the kid, but I appreciate you fair. No doubt. All right, you take care, take care, brother. Thank you for tuning in, bro. All right, so that was the one and only Haplotype. And now we're joined by the one and only Big Man Ting. So that's, that's somebody else. But it's also a big <laughs> in the YouTube game. We're talking about my brethren, Base the Kid, straight out of London, England. Base the Kid, what's going on, player? Yo, salutations, guys, and I'm I'm not big yet, but I'm I'm on my way. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get to your level. Yeah, you you already there. You already there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, another member of the undefeated family here. Um, Very they, true. Uh, any thoughts on anything we've talked about so far? We talked about the the Ubeg Junior Connor Ben situation. We've talked about the Fundora uh, Ocampo card. And then we've been previewing this week's action with a Wilder, uh, Hellenius, with Haney, Gambosis, and we haven't yet spoken about Marshalls against Shield. Yeah, no, this is a packed week coming up. Um, the Fundora card, it wasn't shown anywhere over here. So um, I've got a website that I normally get for links, so I'm going to have to watch that later on. Um, hopefully it's on there, because when I checked earlier, they, they didn't have any uploads. But yeah, it wasn't on Fight, it wasn't on Sky, BT. Let me, let me, let me give you let me give you a little suggestion and tip. I got you, bro. Whenever there's a fight that's not being shown over there, if you get yourself a VPN, which some of them cost as low as like $20 for like a year, three years. I've got a VPN, I've got a VPN. It, bro, switch, your, switch, switch the, the, the location on your VPN to New York, and mm. you can you can watch... 
anything that's the east bro when the when the uk fights happen here if i'm trying to watch the pay-per-view i switch my vpn and put myself in the uk and i pay for the 15 or whatever dollars for the pay-per-view as opposed to the u.s price I do oh no i do that but this wasn't a pay-per-view like it's not on any platform that i've seen that's what i'm saying like I, there was no way for me to watch it. There was no way to see it, yeah, yeah, and we can't we can't use the Showtime app over here. I've tried that. Yeah, the even, even switching the VPN over, the yeah, I tried that. They 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 seem to have the block on that one. Yeah, it's called it's called it's called geo blocking. They they step in the game up. I remember when the zone came out cheap in Europe, and basically my idea is I'm going to use my London address because I still got family out there. I still got a, a a nationwide building society account with a sort code and all of that stuff. I couldn't. I even when I bought it, they blocked my UK account in from logging in on the app in uh in New York. Yeah. So I had yeah. to, so I actually in that month I double paid the zone for the UK and also for the US, and then had to cancel my UK because it didn't oh. work. You know, it didn't work out. But go for it, base. Go for it. Yeah. No. So obviously, so I'm gonna I'll check up on that. Um, with regards to like Conor Ben. And Chris Eubank Jr. I said on Twitter the other day, this is like the greatest double heel face turn since Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13. Because <laughs> who would have saw that? Ben was the darling, Eubank was the troll who everyone hated. Now all of a sudden, Eubank is is the darling of of this town, of the city, <laughs> of, you know, of the whole country. And Ben is is Ben is the biggest villain going. He's he's turned into Thanos overnight. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It is. It is crazy. So, uh, I mean, what did you think about Chris Eubank Jr. weighing in, base the day? Oh, the what, doing the the one fifty nine point three on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, showing that he would have made the re- rehydration clause, showing that he lived up to his side of the, of, of the bargain. Well, no, I think his rehydration was one hundred and sixty six. So he would have. Got into, he would have been comfortable in that anyway, but I think obviously him doing it just to show, look, I was game, I was professional, but I think that's also his way of saying, look, if this don't get rescheduled, like a lawsuit might be coming your way because I did everything contractually on my side. I'll put my body through, you know, unhealthy levels of torture just to make a contract which you then couldn't honour because I honoured it, you didn't. So I think that's more his his issue with, with that. Um but I mean, yeah, that big ups to you know. I've always been real. Um, I've never been high on on Eubank Junior. When he first came out, obviously, I thought, yeah, he's he's good, he's exciting, and I liked him. But then there's a lot of antics. Every since the like the whole Golovkin days up till now, I haven't had any time for him. Um, I'm gonna be real. But on this particular occasion now, obviously, I would provided it's not. It hasn't been, you know. A contaminate, you know, it hasn't been proven that it's a contaminated sample, or it was a, it was ingested through a different method, and it wasn't actually something that he'd done. Then obviously, I would be back in Eubank to you know to do the thing because while everyone says that everyone's on something, at the end of the day, if you don't get caught for it, the person who does needs needs to needs to suffer the consequences if that's how it's going to be. That that's true. That's true, base. But also, and I'm not just saying this because I'm based in the United States, right? You got different legal systems around the world. I was talking to Joe Habib about this yesterday over the phone. Ringside Reporter Live. They go live tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure you tune into that. 3 p.m. Pacific. You know, I believe in innocence until proven guilty. Yeah. You know, 
in the French legal code, it's the opposite. It's like if you if charge and go to court, like you have to prove your innocence. No, uh, innocent until proven guilty. So I'm not one of these guys that's out there believing that everybody's on something. Unless somebody's been caught with something, I'm not going to go out and say he's on this, he's on that, they're all on something or have been on something, they just haven't been caught. There's no evidence for that, right? No, I agree. I'm, I'm, I, I believe that as well, but I also am quite happy to see the other argument that everyone's on it. It's just that some people are better at hiding than others. I'm happy to hear the argument, but I, I'm like you. I am an innocent until proven guilty kind of person. And even in this situation right now, I'm not advocating for Connor. I'm not saying, oh, he would never do anything. I don't know the guy. Like, I'm hoping that he's got a good enough excuse to, you know, that how it was in his system, if it was in his system at all. And to be honest, I've been saying for the last couple, uh, the last couple days, he better pray that is like, <laughs> or if he hasn't, he better he better get his wife like a prescription. He needs to just say like it was ingested orally through other means. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually, you probably tuned in late because I already came up with it. It's the most crazy oh. thing I could think of. I was saying, listen, my wife, she was on the first day period. She was on this stuff, and I guess you know through intercourse or whatever, you know. Fluids I've, transmitting and I've whatever. been saying that for the lo- I've been saying that for the last few days. I agree that he, that's his only chance if it's still in the system. If it's in the B sample, that's yeah. the only way you get out of it. The only way you go for it, you know. Me and my wife, we've been trying to have a kid, can't make it happen. Blah blah blah. You know, she was on this. You know, you know, they, I, I got it that way. You know, blah blah blah. I mean, it was Virginia. The, the, the so, doctor I mean, said, you know, the, the doctor said I needed fertility drugs too. We trying to have a baby, so I thought I'd take you along with her. And I'm sorry, I'm just stupid. I'm just I stupid. Mean, like I'm I said, it worked, for, it worked for Jenny Fuchs. That's what she said. She acquired it through oral sex, and she got off. So, right. kind of do what you need to do. You get a doctor that can say that, yeah, that that, and I'm not condoning his use of this drug. Don't get it wrong. I see cannabis. This guy trying to defend, stop it. He took that. I'm not trying to defend anything. I'm just saying that these are some kind of potential only way I could ever see it possibly ever being in his system and it not being him uh, taking it. But you know what else we talked about earlier, Base? I don't know what yeah. you think about this, but the promoters have to have some kind of insurance policies for the fans, even if they offer it to the fans when they buy these tickets and if the event's canceled, that they can seek reimbursement. Because, yeah, when a fight is this big and people are traveling for it and paying for hotels and paying for flights, you know, Ed, Eddie's out there saying, well, he he's, you know, he's not feeling bad for somebody who, who, or not that he's not feeling bad, but there's no solution out there for Johnny whatever who's at the O2 uh, hotel over there waiting for the fight. Well, get, get them an insurance. And the other thing I didn't say earlier, but I'm going to say it now, for somebody who meets all of the contractual obligations for the fight, makes the weight, turned up, uh, cl- uh, tested clean, if the if event is canceled, and by the way, this goes for the undercard fighters too, there should be an, an insurance policy in place that pays for their purse should the event be canceled beyond their own control no do you know what there actually is but it has to take place after the weigh-in that's why a lot of the time you'll see them extend the date and the time of the weigh-in they'll push it back as far as they can as far as they can so that because if they step on the scales you're contracted to pay half their purse 
if they if the fight doesn't happen. That's why when Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall and Bomgard and all of them not were here like a last month, they they pushed away in from like uh, twelve o'clock. They pushed it back to like three, then four o'clock before deciding whether the event was going to be off or not. Because if they stepped on them scales and they made weight, you got to pay them. And that's not what they wanted to do. So, yeah, they do have that. But there's obviously just loopholes that the promoters and the events people have to get around it, which is the problem. Like, I feel like I, I agree with you. What I think should happen is, yeah, there should be like an insurance part of each purse, maybe say like a 10 percent that you get paid. And that 10 percent is held over regardless and it goes towards an insurance fund for you or whatever and then anytime something happens adverse like you can that's a fund that you're able to bleed into or the insurance that was paid on your behalf gets to pay you out like 70 percent or 100 percent of whatever you were contracted depending on the situation of how how you didn't end up fighting or whatever i agree something like that yeah 100 because the thing is all of these fighters are paying into all kind of different fees, right? Whether it's sanctioning fees or fee to the board of control. It's like, there's got to be some fee that helps them. You know what I mean? And, you know, I've, I had a good conversation um, with a Barry Jones about this, who I'm, I'm a big fan of. I love Barry Jones's work. I think they need to give him more opportunities. He's right down the middle. He calls it well, the action. I don't think he's biased. He's not Tony Bellu who's filling out a scorecard but then running ringside to shout instructions to 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 uh, uh, um, Derek Delboy Chisora against Pulev only to go back to his table and fill in more scorecard. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, you know, there should, there needs to be a union, all right? A percentage of purses needs to be paid into that, right? Now, if you're a big fighter with a big purse, your percentage is going to be the same, but the amount of money you're paying goes bigger and it can help support some of these younger or less experienced or uh, lower paid fighters. But there's got to be some mechanism in place to where people get paid when they do everything they were supposed to do um, leading up to a fight and were ready to, to, to fight. But moving on, I want to ask you about the Clarissa Shields uh, Savannah Marshall fight. I actually have a comment though. I actually wanna wanna say something regarding that. If I was Connor Ben, and because they knew they he knew he had gotten caught, you know, with substantial time before the fight. If I was Connor Ben, my ass would have faked an injury. Oh, I'm hurt. My shoulder. I pop my shoulder. Let's postpone this fight. Eight months. Uh, I can't fight. I can't fight. Th- that way, they're not canceling the fight off of Ben's drug cheat. Ben's drug cheat would have never came out. They canceling the fight because of the injury, and it, they'll never announce that the guy got caught cheating with drugs. You know, I would have just been like, "I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm sorry. I'm hurt. I can't fight. Six months rescheduled." I gotta give a big up to to. I agree, Kenny. I gotta give a big up to my man, uh, who I don't give a lot of uh, big ups to. Modern King Boxing. Uh, he's not just a sub; he's also a membership a, a member. So appreciate your membership, fam. I appreciate all of my members. It's going to be Membership Monday starting tomorrow. I'm going to do a Monday stream for my members. Okay, we're going to keep it going. Tomorrow's actually Indigenous Peoples Day uh, in in New York City where we celebrate that. We don't celebrate the the old holiday, Columbus Day. We celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. So I got the day off of work. That's going to be the first one. But even when I am working, Mondays are going to be Membership Monday. So I'm going to be doing a stream for all of my 
uh, you know, my 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 members because I support you. I appreciate all your support. So moving on, you're out there, base. You're a native Londoner, okay? Native. All right. Shout out to all my people in Peckham, Camberwell. Shout out to all my people in Brixton. Shout out to my East London people too. It's gonna be in East London. It's gonna be at the O2. They've rescheduled. Or Southeast London, my fault. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Brooklyn, SE4, like you can see on the hat. There you go. SE4. SE rep, rep it and correct me. It's been a little bit of time. Uh, big fight this weekend, rescheduled uh, base. What's the atmosphere like that? Is the buzz the same out there as it was prior to oh, when, when uh, the Queen died and all of this? All of this, um, I can't lie to you. I've not heard one person talk about the fight apart from, I guess, maybe undefeated last week, possibly mentioned it. Um, I'm gonna be real, like, literally, I said I spoke with um, with Rob Tebbett the other day. Um, I was speaking to him just with regards to like someone needed to ask Sky, you know, the women they had this whole weekend to themselves where. Everything was for them. All the spotlight was on them. And obviously, maybe they haven't ramped up that promotion yet because they was waiting for Ben Eubank to, to go out of the way and AJ Fury and all that stuff. And now they're just going to flood the streets again. But they they produced all their content already. They've, you know, they can't really rehash it and, re, you know, put it out again. We've already seen it. So unless mm. they've done new stuff, I don't really know what else there is to do. Um, I haven't heard anyone talking about the card um, really. And yeah, I was speaking to Rob. I said to him, look, I need someone just to ask Flax Sky, do you think it was wise to move it from the weekend that they had where it maybe could have even had a better reception, you know, with people saying it's an all-women's card, this is change under the Queen's rule and blah, 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 to now moving it to a weekend that's packed with five other cards, including a DAZN Misfits production with like celeb boxing and and you know, influencer boxing, which yeah. is definitely going to take some eyes away from it. That's you this- can't tell. Even if you say to me, "Oh, well, it's a different audience," it might be, but part of that audience might have looked at the other one if there was if there was nothing else to do. There you and go. then you've got Liam Parrow and obviously Brock Jarvis. You've got Deontay Wilder, Robert Hellenius. You've got Devin Haney and George Cambosis too. Like you've got all these other options. And I'm not saying that you can't necessarily watch all of them in one go, but if your attention is divided or or maybe you're not focused on it, you might not actually tune into that one because you might say, oh, I need to go sleep now so I can wake up later to watch that if that's what I want to watch. It's just, I don't I don't see the buzz for it myself. And that's actually a shame. But maybe, like, like I said, tomorrow might be a totally different thing. You might see all the press and the media come out for it again, but I haven't heard anything. Fair. I agree with you was so high the week of that fight. The tension was high. You had Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall. You also had Baumgartner and Mayer. Like, that was heated up. And then now, I agree, it's it's kind of been drowned out by all of the other stuff. You got two fights in Australia, big fight here in Brooklyn, and, you know, it... it, it two it, fights over here. Two fights over there. Um, it's crazy. Kenny, you wanted to say something, and then I got to go to the man Canna by who I'm so happy is is joining us. Ken is here. Uh, 
Yeah, bro, I, I I agree with you guys. I think it's terrible that this fight is not getting the promotion that it was getting and when they had all the attention for its own on its original date. It was a stupid, extremely stupid idea to cancel the fight for the queen. At the end of the day, the queen ain't done shit for nobody and most people don't give a damn about the queen. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Most people don't. The queen, what, what, tell me what minority person the queen has done something for. Forget, forget minority. What working class person has the queen done oh, something oh, for? Matter of fact, what person, period, that's uh, not part of her family has this, has the queen done anything for? Let's move on from her. Whatever. Who cares? What, what I will say, too, is even if you <laughs> wanted to honor the queen, honor her whatever this all female uh, fight card. Fight card. Yo, you get all about her. Have a, have a tribute in the fight, you know, give the moment of silence, you know, give her a, a good five-minute slideshow, a good five, ten-minute slideshow of the queen right before the main event or something, you know. But at the end of the day, it was terrible for boxing. It was terrible for the for everybody who was in that fight card. It's terrible for female boxing. And the queen is a female that should be supporting other females. So stop it. Lil Kim used to call herself the queen something. To me, that's just Queen Elizabeth II at the end of the day. Lil Kim was lying. Lil <laughs> Kim was lying. Not the Queen B. The Queen B is 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 R.I.P. right now. But let, let's go let's go. Um, just before you just before you you know, um let me go. Um thanks and let me come on everything big up. I just want to uh say one thing uh to Kenny. I disagree with um, when you said Haney ain't got no power. I, I think he does. I just think he's been at 135 too long. Because if we remember prior to lockdown, like he was breaking ice off kicks and getting and getting knocked out of the year. So I just think that he's, his body, he's been draining himself way too much. He should have moved up probably two two years ago. And I think that's where he's drained his, his, um, his reserves in that sense. So I agree that he ain't punching hard now, or or he, he punches hard enough for people not to rush him, basically. But he's not punching hard now, but he was before. I just think he's literally, it's the way he needs to move up. I just want to say that. But salute everyone. Peace for bringing me on, and much respect to both of you. Hold on, don't leave yet. Don't leave okay. yet. All right, see okay. the man on the screen right there? That's Base the Kid. That's Base the Kid. Base the Kid's got a channel. You can find it on my page, because I have a link to it on my page. As one of the channels that I support. Shout out to Base the Kid. Go support his channel. He one of the best doing it. He's got some of the best breakdowns. He goes live on his channel, and he also goes live on the Undefeated Podcast channel every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, our time, 12 p.m. Pacific, with my brother, Tony P., the pugilist. So make much sure you respect. all of those. Base, thank you so much for joining. That's, That's my show. Absolutely. Check the link. It's on my page, on my channel page. Go to support base. Kana, the floor is yours, my brother. You're going to be the last person for today. I'm I'm excited about this one. Hit that Um, like button, folks. Hit that like button. Go for it. Go for it, Kana. Bye. Well, um, you know, you can can kind of chill. I'm I'm chilling right now. But, um, yeah, I got to agree with uh, base. On uh, what he was saying as far as Devin Haney's power is because he drained himself at 35 for so long. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know, salute to both of y'all. I love the show. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to uh, keep up with y'all's schedule. It's in, it's in flux, so to speak. Just like some things over at the Boxing Voice, my other, uh, you know, favorite channel. Yeah. No, and, uh, as far as this weekend goes, I'm up another 100. This is my uh, second week uh, on my winning streak. 
Oh, nice. That's what's up. So who, who'd you win on last night? Joyce um, popped me up a, a good 500, and, and this was another 100. Ooh. So uh, last I'm night. A, I, I'm, a, I'm about to start making wagers on every. On it was a Fundora decision. I don't know why the bookies thought he was going to get a knockout just because Ocampo got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Keep going. The uh, the knockout of Adamus, of course. Adamus is knockout. I was going to try and pick a round for that, but he did it way earlier than I thought he was. Okay, so you got the the under the uh, the the decision, the knockout, and then you also got Puma Martinez. Yeah, Puma, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't go crazy this weekend. Ness was trying to you know, suggest a bunch of pro box bets and all kind of craziness over there. But, um, yeah, they had the, you know, uh, they had, uh, Francis says our friends going to uh, Wilder. You know, I wanted to go, but I, uh, we're not going to make it out there this weekend. Um, but I, I would have, I would have tried to make it happen, but we couldn't make it happen, uh, this weekend. But let me ask you, what do you got for this weekend? You picking Haney by unanimous decision or Haney by KO? Yeah. No, no, not a KO. If anything, I'll give him an over just to, uh, you know, cover myself on a on a maybe there. But it's a decision in my brain. Same thing with Clarissa. It's going to end up a decision. Marshall is going to be very disappointed when she's huffing and puffing by the sixth round. Um, I want Elisa to do it. I just don't know the momentum that she had going into it the first time. I was all with her. Now I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know this extra time. But she looks sharp. She's staying in the gym. That's all I see her posting. So, you know, hopefully we can still do it with Alicia, but, you know, she's my underdog for, for next week. And then I'm going with Plant Decision and a Wilder Knockout, and that should be a good little, nice little 250-300. There you go. So you think he's going to get the knockout over Hellenius? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not picking win. I'm just picking straight-up knockout. You, you got him with that right hand? Most likely. You know, that, that's know. what he knows up when it comes down to it, when you stop listening to everybody else, you know, he's going to go back to his to his basics. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's going to stop him with the right hand. I don't know what hand. I don't really care what hand he's going to stop him with. I definitely think he's going to stop Hellenius. I think uh, uh, I think Hellenius is a very basic fighter, right? And um, he's a big target that I don't think has the boxing ability or the defensive boxing ability to stay out of the reach and distance of, of Deontay Wilder's power for 12 rounds. I think Hellenius is going to get knocked out probably brutally. I think it, it was either Nando or JC that I saw earlier that said that, that Hellenius is about to take a dive, get a payday. That's funny as hell. Cause uh, that's definitely what Malik Scott did when he fought Wilder. Uh, but regardless, uh, Deontay Wilder is going to brutally knock out Hellenius. Don't know what round. I don't know what hand. Doesn't even matter. It's going to be a brutal knockout. Hellenius ain't getting back up once he goes down. I'm telling you. No, I think that's a safe bet. Uh, there you go. So, look, it's it's a big fight weekend. Uh, Kenna, what are you looking forward to more, the Haney fight or the Wilder fight? Mm, Wilder fight, just because I know it's going to be more carnage. But, you know, I'm always down for a master class. And you giving Darrell any shot on Saturday or no? He's got the knockout shot. He's not going to outpoint Plant. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet, safe way to do it. So shout yourself out, man. I know you with the boxing voice, uh, you know, and, and appreciate you. You a moderator on this channel now as well. So thank you for that, too. 
Um, yeah, you did that a little while ago. I was unexpected to that, and I was I think I already gave you your thanks on that one. Yeah, and, yeah, no. Uh, thank you for being a being a sub and for being here with us, bro. And please come back on. Yeah. Hey, everybody listening, hit the like, subscribe. Great channel, great advice. Get your money up. Like. Thank you so much, Ken. And yeah, I'd love to, for you to come back with these picks to help everybody make money. You know, everybody needs it coming off of the pandemic. Bro, I'm about, I'm, I'm about to go ahead and get myself on FanDuel, DraftKings, and get all this free New York City money for signing up. And I think I'm going to start boxing on all the on all the short fights. Even if it's like, yo, you bet $100, you win 10 I'm going to start betting on the short thing, bro, and then just you know, come out winning some dollars because it just makes sense. Why the hell not, you know? Well, it also makes watching the fights exciting, too, um, when you yeah. got something on it. Um, I'm actually working on a partnership for the channel, um, working on finalizing that now. Uh, and uh, once I do, I'll, I'll make a, bi- a big announcement about it uh, with, with one of these sports books. So uh, th- there's that, too. Kenny, good show, man. We actually went a lot longer than I thought we would. And and any any last words? I mean, I need to tell everybody to check out All on the Table and to check out your channel, too. 100%. Final words is thank you all for tuning in. It has been a great show. It has been a great Saturday after we lost what should have been a very entertaining match this weekend. Thank you all for tuning in. Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time is our new permanent time. We will continue to do our shows during this time from now moving forward permanently. There will not be any changes. Uh, thank you all for tuning in and supporting us. Please go check out my music, K.O. Kenny, All on the Table. I guarantee if you give it a listen, you'll like it. Just give it a chance. Thank 100- you all for tuning in, y'all. 100%. And I want everybody also uh, to be on the lookout because you know I got to come back. I didn't do one this morning. But I am going to do one later on today, uh, ideally, uh, because, you know, a lot of people think that Tyson Fury's this. <laughs> you know, they think he's a big clown, but he actually did a great interview uh, yesterday. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to do it on the punchlines because I think the guy was telling the truth in this last interview that I'm going to go over. All right. Big GK, the Gypsy King. You got to check it out because I'm going to do a punchline on you. Gorilla than the planet of the apes. I ride a punchline and plan it on your face. Eat a punch that you ain't even got a taste. Here's a shot that you ain't even got a chase. So check out the channel. Make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button right now. Hit it before we end the show. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on a podcast platform, hit us with a five star review. If you're watching on demand, drop a comment on the channel. I'll do my best to respond to it. If you got anything you want me to talk about, hit me up on social media. It's right over there under my face. All right. My my name is Maestro Amilcar. Okay. At Maestro Amilcar. Check me out. Hit me with that uh that that content you want me to talk about, fights you want me to talk about. Um and and we'll make it happen. So appreciate that, everybody. That's it for another edition of Mano a Mano. We'll see you guys again soon. You guys take care. Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s, you can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. 
I speak in palettes that compete with graphics at the speed of cheetah gallops at indecent average. Chopsticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe Seaton Barris, you can't see the marriage. So I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neo's married to the Matrix. But I hate this bitch like I'm married to a racist. An addict, so the kilos get buried in the basements. Speed the wagon like Rio's vicarious, vivacious. Patois, noir, but the Creole is basic. So when I'm around them Haitians, I don't even say shit. Last album sounded like I was signed to a spaceship. Brain was on drugs and my eyes was on LASIK. And the shit got legs, I don't think that I can chase it with rocket power ASICs. But the next one's coming with cases and witness protection facelifts. For the fans, why hit them with kabams when the germaphobe jab can wash a nigga with hands? I am not in my feelings, I'm in my glands. I am not no bitch, I'm in a trance. Pandemic gimmicks got niggas all in the scams. Panhandling brilliance put lyrics all in their hands. Alan Watts got Watts living without a plan. But I want the smokes while the kitchen ain't got no fans. L, 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 L.